ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know, to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, if you have ideas for future episodes, things you'd love to hear us address on Ignition, please contact us. Uh, the easiest way to do that is by email, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio today by Mr. Chris Motz. Hi, Chris. Hey, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Uh, Chris and I are going to be talking today um, about his answer to this question that I that I ask um, some of our guests from time to time. What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? So that's what we're going to talk about today. How does Chris Motes answer that question? So stay tuned. Um, if you've never tuned into Ignition, though, should inter- introduce yourselves first. Again, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. He's just Chris Motes. We'll get into that a little bit. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Been in that role since 2002. Um, since 1999, I've been in the role of husband to Jermaine. Um, and then our five kids, they are all born and raised in Sioux Falls. Jermaine's from Ohio. I'm from Central Minnesota. But we love Eastern Sodak. So, Chris, who are you? Just Chris? Just Chris. <laughs> yeah. Husband to Hannah, uh, father of, of four beautiful children. Our fourth is arriving in November. Yes. So as you're so, listening to this yeah. in mid-November, right? Uh, the, the 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 child may have arrived. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So we've got we've got three girls at home. Uh, Franny's the oldest, uh, seven, five, and two. Franny, Magdalene, and Lucia, and uh, a boy coming in November. Yes. And Magdalene is called Winnie. We don't have time to explain that in this episode. It takes more than one. Next time. <laughs> Um, just Chris, because up until, uh, when did you become the executive? What's your role? Yep. So I'm the executive director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference, which is an organization that represents the bishops of South Dakota on matters of public policy, serve as a resource to both public officials and citizens uh, seeking to offer an explanation of how the the church's teaching, uh, its its moral and ethical thought, uh, its framework, uh, might inform matters of contemporary uh, politics, contemporary issues. Great, so. great. And you started in the role when? October of 2017, two years on the job. Two years on the job. So prior to that, I was the only Chris on staff. So when people said Chris, it was Chris Bergwald. But Chris Motes showed up, and so yeah. now it's Dr. Chris and just Chris. Well, and we so. tried out Chris the Greater and Chris the Lesser for a little while, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just Chris had a better ring to it. Uh, for me, at least. And your, your humility is, is inspiring and um, attractive. So anyway. <laughs> All right. All right, Mr. Motes. All right, Chris Motes. Um, what does it mean to be a Christian? A Christian is is somebody who's constantly living in the, the year of grace. The what? The year of grace. The year of grace. So <clears throat> the year of grace is... Um, it's the church year, and um, you know we've got an origin story. Uh, we've got a we've got beginnings, mm-hmm. and um, those beginnings they they give us our identity uh, and help us know who we are. And the church, in her wisdom, um, 
reintroduces us to those beginnings again and again. So uh, for me, within the Year of Grace, there are a couple of moments that just really uh, put a point on it, that really sharpen uh, and, uh, and make deeper just the Christian experience. So, so for me, I like to start at to, just to be just, I want to, in case somebody's wondering, because I probably would be if I had just tuned into Ignition on the radio right now, you don't mean 365 days when you say the year of grace. I, I mean the church calendar. I mean, I mean, moving through, <clears throat> moving through uh, the, the Christian year with the church. Yep. Um, and so the church uh, throughout the Christian year um, just brings us back to these moments again and again. That that when we dwell in them, they just um, they they take us deeper each time. Okay. So we can start with um, just to just maybe spend a little time in in a couple of them. Just Christmas, what that is, you know. Um, Coming up next month. Yeah, that that God loves us so much that He would He would take on human flesh, that He would become a man, just like us. Uh, and he does that because he loves us. Um, so okay, let's. So can we can we unpack that for a yeah. little bit? Um, well, I've I've known that, uh, not me literally, but we we've known that for two thousand years. I, I'm a cradle Catholic. You're a cradle, we we've known that entire lives, and yet the way that you just spoke right there, there was some passion, vigor, and verve in your voice. So so for those of us maybe who well yeah Christmas, I mean I know. Thanksgiving's coming up here in a, in, a, in, a, in a week or two, and and then Advent and Christmas, and yay. There's more than yay in, in your voice just now. Yeah. Um, so St. Saint, uh, Saint Bernard of Clairvaux talked about these three comings of Christ. Yep. The first coming, which is Christmas, the final coming at the end of time. Yep. Hasn't happened yet. But this, this third coming, this middle coming, which is again and again and again. Christ truly coming to us. Mm-hmm. So, um, to you and me in the midst of our daily lives today, personally, yes, uh, we, we can encounter Christ. Uh, he can be our friend, and this this first uh, this first moment uh, of when friendship is is really possible is when He comes to us at Christmas. He's here. He's here. Mm-hmm. So this is where we, you know, begin the, the church year in, in preparing Advent, preparing for Christmas. Um, you know, it, it, so it's, uh, for me, just really fruitful to return to that again and again, that, that first moment of, of his coming, which, which orients me um, towards like, okay, this is, this is not just a one-time event, mm-hmm. which is why the church takes us through it again mm-hmm. and again and again mm-hmm. every year. To remind us that this is not just, uh, it, it wasn't just like one and done. It's yep. not just a historical event. Yep. It's, it's, it's truly possible again and again to meet him. Right, right. Um, to receive him. And, and obviously there are some just really beautiful truths that we can dwell in, uh, in the incarnation event. The fact that he's little, he comes to us as a, as a poor little baby, completely impoverished. Um, you know, so it's, 
For me, that's that's the first big event. So I'm I'm glad, especially now we're 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 coming up here um, to Thanksgiving. Uh, I think it's week after next, uh, and then Advent starting um, the following weekend. So I, I'm really glad that that that's actually where where we've sort of begun this conversation. What does it mean to be a Christian um, by focusing on um, what Christmas means, not just in celebrating his birth two thousand some years ago, not just well, I think that very few people look to see, recognize that Christmas is also about anticipating his coming in again at the end of time, but that's part of it as well. That's it. And yet there's also this sort of in-between daily, well, frankly, moment-to-moment coming of him. That's right. Well, and that's even, just to take it even into the Christmas <clears throat> liturgy, like we have this great tradition of Midnight Mass. Yep. Why Midnight Mass? Well, that's within the tradition of the church. When Christ comes again, he's going to come like a thief in the night, right? right At right. midnight. So yep. we're we're there just anticipating his coming. Yep. So um, that's Christmas. Okay, Christmas. So what does it mean to be a Christian? What's next? The Triduum. Triduum. We pass through the cross. What's Triduum mean? The, the Triduum is, is, the, is the three days. Um, it's it's the Easter Triduum. We, we begin on Good Friday. Um, Actually begins Holy Thursday. Holy evening. Thursday, thank yep, you. Yep, yep, yep. I w- just in my reflection, I really... Um, to pass through the cross. Mm-hmm. So just to to be a Christian, we remember on Good Friday that like suffering is part of the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's there's glory in the Christian life, and we'll get there in just a minute. But it's like, I promise you a rose garden. Nope. Um, there's there's suffering. There's real suffering, uh, and we ought not be afraid of it. And the reason we, we ought not be afraid of it is because the one who loved us so much that he came and took on our flesh, mm-hmm. he went there. Mm-hmm. He went there first, and we can follow him. In fact, we, sh- we should desire to follow him. Um, so we he, shouldn't, yeah. He said, he said, if you want to be my disciple, you need to follow me. Pick up your cross daily right. and follow after me. Yeah. So, um, but... This is all kind of lead up for me uh, into some some things that are just like really near to my heart. Okay. I am just so... Have you ever heard uh, St. John Paul II, We Are an Easter People and Alleluia is yeah. our song? Yeah. That's just like... Uh, if I if you if you said okay, Chris, we don't have twenty seven minutes, we have two point seven minutes, <laughs> and you got to pick one, I, I would I would just share that We Are an Easter People and Alleluia is our song. The one, the one who loved us so much that he took on our flesh, the one who loved us so much that, that he hung on the cross and died, that's not the end of the story uh, because he rose from the dead. He, he, con- he conquered uh, death. Um, he won a victory. So when we, um, when we enter Easter morning, that Alleluia, it's not just, it can't just be a song on our lips. It's got to be a song that just comes from the depths of our heart. Uh, and that's actually back to Magdalene's name and the nickname Winnie. But Magdalene, for Hannah and I, we really had this word of Mary Magdalene in our hearts mm-hmm. the year she was born, mm-hmm. of 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 seeing uh, the empty tomb and the risen Lord, and and going back to the apostles and saying, "I have seen the Lord; He's alive." Um, I mean, this this for me is just like uh, <clears throat> this is great hope, and this is what. Um, speaking of the year of grace, when we return again and again, you know, some of us might, uh, we might go to daily mass and kind of be in this year of grace every day. But, um, 
but the real high points in the year of grace are is, is every Sunday, uh, every Sabbath is is a is a is a resurrection victory dance. The Lord is alive. Alleluia. He's risen from the dead. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so if, if you're just if somebody's just if you're just tuning in, you listen to a ra- uh, ignition. This is a broadcast for the New Evangelization. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, and with Chris Motes today, we're talking about what does it mean to be a Christian, or Chris's answer, Chris Motes's answer to th- that question, what does it mean to be a Christian, and and Chris has begun here by by talking about. Um, some moments, first of all, moments in history, but moments then that we revisit throughout the year of grace, as Chris has described it. That is throughout the the calendar year, the church's calendar year, um, the, the incarnation, the the coming of Christ as man, which we celebrate at Christmas, um, his crucifixion, um, his death on the cross out of love for us, the reality of suffering, um, which we celebrate, of course, on Good Friday. We celebrate it, by the way. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that again another time. Um, but we celebrate Good Friday. We celebrate Jesus has died on the cross. And then um, his resurrection from the dead uh, the following Easter Sunday morning, the first Easter. Um, these three moments that you've keyed on. So so that's, that's what we're talking about today. So... Um, these are three moments in history that we that we observe every year. One, one, maybe I could see maybe where there's a listener who's struggling though a little bit to connect those realities to the question that I posed to you. So, so okay, but, but what does it mean to be a Christian? I and mean, those things happen. We we recognize. Let's let's take them and, and let me be as bold and straightforward as possible. Those things happened. What does that mean for me? What? How does that answer the question? What does it mean to be a Christian? Well, um, they happened, and we we have we do have trouble bridging the gap. Oftentimes, all of us do. Um, in fact, the first the first Christians had trouble bridging the gap. Also, uh, you know, so so Christ is risen from the dead. Um, he's seen. <clears throat> he's seen alive mm-hmm. by many many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who witnessed to his resurrection? He ascends into heaven, and then uh, his closest friends and followers have trouble bridging the gap. Mm-hmm. They they're they're a bit frightened. They're uncertain, and they don't have a conviction of like, well, how what does this mean? How do what do I do? Right. Here's here's how we bridge the gap. Um, is Christ sends his Holy Spirit to us? Okay. Uh, on Pentecost. And that's what helps us bridge the gap is we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then we, then we know what to do. Then we, then we've got this, this burning, um, fire that we just, it's, it's not us. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Holy Spirit bridges the gap for us. And so for each of us that, that have trouble bridging the, that have trouble bridging the gap. The the task is to, um, is to to one know that that you have received him, your the bap- Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. You've received the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. through your baptism, uh, your confirmation, um, and and you got to pray. Um, we got to pray. So just for, you know to. If I kind of kind of have to put it in like a nutshell, well, what is a what is a Christian? Uh, you're a grace, Alleluia. 
We're an Easter people, but a, a Christian is, is someone who, who prays. They know that they cannot bridge the gap on their own. They know that they cannot, uh, they're insufficient mm-hmm. unto the Christian life mm-hmm. on their own. Mm-hmm. So a Christian is somebody who daily gets on their knees and prays and says, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I need you. I need your power. I need your glory. Give me your Holy Spirit. I can't do what on my own. You say, Lord, I can't do this on my own. Do, do what do you, what do you what do you mean by that? that that's um, I think maybe we've heard that before, but I think you know, so often um, things that are familiar, we we there's a gift in stopping and making the familiar unfamiliar. So let, let's make that phrase unfamiliar and sort of look at it anew. I can't do this on my own. What's can't do what on my own? I mean, I can. I, you and I come to work every day. We're, we're, we're husbands. We're fathers. Uh, we're not perfect at it, but we do okay. Yep. Yeah, so the, the the Christian life is um, to to paraphrase Pope Benedict. It's not a it's not like a checklist, right? It's not a series of of ethical uh, requirements decisions. Yep. decisions. It's not like all these things that we must do. Although there are things that we do, that's not its essence. Its essence is a relationship with Christ, which like any relationship, um, it's got to be a heart-to-heart. It's got to be renewed again and again through communication. Um, It's got to be – there's got to be a day-to-day. There's also got to be an anticipation because we know he will come again at the end of time uh, or at the end of our lives we'll behold him, uh, God willing. So to do do what? is to, to to dwell in that relationship with with Christ and with others, um, and we can't do that. We can't we, we can't do it by ourselves. No, we we can't do it. Un- we can't do it of our own power. Like well, I've I don't have what it takes to do that. Um, Why not? Because I'm so poor. I'm just. Um, what do you mean by well, I'm poor? Yeah. You do. Uh, you're doing well here. By the way, this is I'm, I'm, this is good. No, yeah. We go back to the cross, you know. So it's like, because life is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is life is really hard. You know, I'm um, okay. So I, can I stop you there? Yeah. I I, I th- it, um, it is. I think most people, if you is life hard? Oh no, my life's pretty good. Why do you say your life is hard? I know that for my life to have meaning, and for it to be. Uh, ultimately oriented towards God and at his service, it's got to be a gift. Mm. You know, uh, I think that's, again, John Paul II, that um, well, the, nature, it's the, the nature of the gift, the it, law of the gift. Yeah, because, he, because our life is a gift. We right. didn't do anything to deserve it. It was given right. to us freely. Okay, right. go, ahead, go ahead. So so in order to like give of myself, like I had, you know, I'm married and I've got my fourth child on the way and, I, and I'm working and I've, and I've got a house and I'm in the garden. You know, there's just all these... There are all these ways in which that I'm I'm called to give of myself in my life, mm-hmm. um, and you don't, and it's really hard. It's hard, and I fail, yes. and and I know that I've got to just like get up each day, and and do it. Okay. And it's why it's hard. You fail. Just forget it. Then just that whole self gift thing. How I mean, empty and boring, Chris? Like that's just that's. That's so boring and selfish. Say more about that. Oh, goodness. Like it's, um, what if my life was just like, 
um, me alone in my little apartment and I'm, and life is still hard because we don't escape that ever, even if we're not in relationship with Christ. Like life is still, suffering exists. Um, the world is fallen. Um, and, and, and we are, we have a share in this fallenness. Life, suffering will always exist, but it's only, it's only the life of Christ that I am drawn more deeply into through this year of grace, that, that this suffering and meaning actually has, or that this suffering actually has meaning. You find the meaning in it. Yeah. Um, It's not purposeless. It's not purposeless. So instead of like me just sort of being a, you know, a crank all by myself, or maybe I'm not by myself, maybe I'm in relationship with others and I don't see meaning in it. So when my relationships are hard, I just complain about it and I'm bitter and I'm resentful and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, ugh, you know, life with other people. Ugh. No, life with other people is hard. I'm hard. I'm difficult. I'm broken and fallen. But in the Christian life, I've like, I, I've, no, Christ, he died. He suffered. So can I. Um, Peter, he wasn't easy. He denied Christ. Um, you know, Matthew, he's a tax collector. What a, you know, just what <laughs> scum, you know? But, but we, we um, I'm not a Christian by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with other, other bro- broken, fallen people, and we need them and I need them. Um, so the Christian life is okay. I start the day, I get on my knees, I return to the origin story. Yeah, what you know, are you hitting right now? I'm, I'm hitting the, I'm hitting my daily missile, yeah. but I, I could be, I could be hitting, you know, it's scripture. Yep. Uh, scripture is Christianity. It's a revealed religion. This is this is the word of God. Um, and so I read, uh, I, I read the, I read the Holy Scripture, or I'm 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 just delving into the the year of grace. The Church presents Scripture to us in the liturgy, um, and and I receive life from it. Um, I think um, sometimes when it comes to faith and trying to explain the faith and things like 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 God's existence and sort of the big questions, one of the th- one of the 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 re- ultimately one of the very few actually uh, objections that has merit and weight to it in terms of objections to the idea there's an all powerful loving God is the problem of pain, um, the reality of suffering of death and so on, and yet um, it's also noted along the lines of what you're saying here, that while there is a, there's a reality in which that pain poses a problem to the Christian proposal, to the Christian proclamation, to what we've been talking about today, uh, there's another way in which, in fact, the Christian proposal is the only answer to the problem of pain. And it's not exactly a philosophical answer. It's a lived answer. Right, right. It's, you just got to, you just do it. <clears throat> yep. And you do it, um, you just, you do it because... We've had an encounter with him, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. He, he he came. He showed us the way, and it's um, they're historical events. They actually happened. Mm-hmm. People people walked with him. They saw him risen from the dead, and and we have certainty in this because of you know we've apostolic tradition, mm-hmm. which means that there were these early bishops and they appointed bishops that mm-hmm. appointed. I mean, it's a it's a it's a continuous tradition, mm-hmm. unbroken through time. Mm-hmm. Which, which is just, there's a lot of, for me, a lot of certainty and hope in that. Like this, you know, people witnessed him and then they told others who told others who told others. Um, 
And then somebody told me and I met him, you know? So, but, uh, Sometime we'll have to talk about that meeting. There's, we, we have like three minutes left. And I don't think I've invited you to tell uh, the story of your meeting Jesus um, on Ignition. So we'll, stay tuned, listeners, for another episode of Ignition way down the road uh, when, when Chris is back. Um, I'm, I'm going to start, as, as, as we only have a few minutes left, I want to start tying some of these threads together. So for Chris Motes, to be a Christian means to through the church's prayer, through her liturgy, through her worship, we live out these historical realities. We participate in these historical realities of the coming of Christ, the word made flesh out of love for us, his dying on the cross out of love for us, his rising from the dead and the glory of Easter out of love for us, that that we throughout the rhythm of the church year, the, the year of grace, as you described it, um, we participate in them. Um, we, we meet him every day on our knees in prayer, but also I would say, I mean, I know you would say throughout the day as well. Yeah. Um, and we find meaning in our lives. We find the strength to give ourselves away. So for me, um, maybe this is the, and and I, I fail at this often. My my kids can attest to it if they happen to listen to this episode. Uh, maybe I just want to read a really good book, but I'm called to spend time with them and take them to the park or play a game with them. Yeah. Yesterday, as recorded, yesterday was, uh, again, we're recording this earlier, but it was my birthday and my son wanted to play a game with me. And I said, no, because I fail in my poverty to love others as I ought to, which gives my life meaning and purpose. So is that, we, we still have a couple minutes, but is that, would that be a, what do you think? Yeah, that nails it. I mean, and you know, I tend to be more of a big picture kind of person, but it's, yeah, I like to start big picture, but it really does, as you said, it comes down to the day-to-day um, in, in really practical, concrete events and relationships. Mm. Uh, that begin with a, okay, a decision. I'm choosing to pray. I'm choosing to serve. I'm choosing to deny myself. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, we've got one minute left. I know you didn't want to do this. I'm going to make you do it. A one-liner, Chris Motes. A one-liner. What does it mean to be a Christian? And and you can't just sit here and look at me for another minute. I mean, I, we're going to edit this if you try to do that. <laughs> yeah. So a Christian, a Christian is one who is um, is both certain and joyful in the resurrection of Jesus and who is utterly dependent upon the Holy Spirit. I'll take that. Great. I'll take that. Okay. Um, what I love, uh, listeners, I love I love uh, asking that question of, of my guests, different guests from time to time, because of the unique way, I think every, every Christian will answer that question a little bit differently. Um, and, and this particularly has been... Uh, um, helpful and enlightening to me listening to your answer, Chris. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Happy. And, and, and we're going to talk more about relationships and concrete, practical relationships actually um, next, in next week's episode on Ignition, but stay tuned for that. But however, today we'll wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.